0: You've no doubt heard, uh, we've talked before, in fact, about a uh, mental health crisis among our young people. Often we tie it to the pandemic, and, you know, it definitely was a contributing factor to what we're seeing today. But in reality, some of the things we're dealing with and talking about started long, long before that. Anxiety and depression have been on a slow, steady climb for decades among our kids and young adults too so what's the reason no doubt there are many but today we're going to focus on one in particular and I think I have some personal experience with this around my kids but let's get into the conversation now with Simon Sherry a clinical psychologist and professor in the Department of Psychology and Neuroscience at Dalhousie University Dr. Sherry thank you for being here I appreciate your time My pleasure, Shay. Glad to be here. I'm really, I'm really interested in this because, like I say, I've got two kids and I, and I saw this in one of them actually about five minutes ago. But (laughs) to start, uh, this is a situation that has unfolded over for many, many years, right? This increase in anxiety and depression. We've seen it happen.
1: It is very concerning in North America. We have seen a rise in anxiety, depression, suicidal thinking, and suicidal behavior among our children, adolescents, and young adults. And unfortunately, during the pandemic, those psychological problems only became worse, the pandemic was very corrosive to the mental health of those younger folks. So where are we? And
0: if we're taking a look at how bad it's become and how prevalent it is, where are we? Are there stats we can
1: cite to illustrate where we are? Yeah, absolutely. If you were to think of this current generation as Gen Z, we have never measured a cohort of young people who is being this depressed, anxious, or suicidal. Sadly, this is a group breaking records when it comes to mental health problems. So you make a, a
0: hypothesis in a piece that you recently wrote that I love, saying, you know what, we've done this to ourselves. We've turned our kids into these anxious people By being too focused on safety and being too, you know, how would you describe what we've done to our kids?
1: It started out with the best of intentions. Sure. We took the lead out of paint. That's a great idea. We want kids buckled up. Absolutely. Let's not smoke around them. Great idea. Throw a helmet on them when they go for a bike ride. We want to protect the physical safety of our children. After we largely achieved those important aims, then there continued to creep an emphasis on safety. So now all of a sudden it's not safe to toboggan. It's not safe to play by yourself. It's not safe to overnight at a friend's house. We've become unduly concerned with the safety of our children. And some parents clearly are overprotecting their children, whether they're helicoptering or snow plowing. They're too much involved in their children's business. So is
0: that transferring our own anxiety onto the kid?
1: We live in an anxious area, whether it's mainstream media, perhaps especially social media, fear transmits itself readily in this day and age. And so overrepresented in our head are certain heinous crimes. And you start to end up with a misimpression that there's a pedophile or a rapist or a serial murderer behind every bush or around every corner. And as parents, it can make us reluctant to send our children on out into the world. (laughs) You are, and that's that's
0: that's what it's at for me. Like, uh, like I say, I've got, uh, I've got two kids, and one of them, I swear to God, to this day still goes through life thinking that every person they encounter is a bully or a criminal or a pedophile. I mean, and I think a lot of it came from school too. They spent so much time talking about bullies and strangers and all the rest. They started to see them around every corner. I'm sure every kid processes it differently, but I can see how that impact trickles down onto the kid and starts to make them anxious, and we transfer that onto them.
1: Well, you can end up thinking you're living in a very dangerous place, and... Clearly, there are objective and frightening dangers in this world, but this cultural backdrop and parenting style can lead kids to overestimate the likelihood of danger. It can get them overly focused on negatives. So a trip to the mall looks like the potential for rape, murder, and assault (laughs) instead of an opportunity to socialize, (laughs) eat some junk food, and hang with your friends. You're absolutely right. So how do we
0: avoid that, Doc? I guess that's the question. How do we not fall into that trap and take our kids with us?
1: It starts with a behavioral change. You have to realize that children flourish in the face of challenge. Children are resilient. Kids are not delicate little snowflakes that'll melt easily. They're not candles that can be easily snuffed out in the wind. You want to expose your children to normal range risks and challenges. You want to give them a chance to confront fear, to have a moderate degree of stress in their life and to learn how to cope and to overcome. Clearly, I don't want them subjected to the extremes of experience or trauma, but you want to put your kid in uncomfortable situations regularly. And you'll have to find what's the right situation for your kid but last night i was at skate park with my three-year-old and he's ripping around on his little tricycle going up and down different bumps he's learning to confront and overcome fear and that's a very important life skill and if you don't have that skill then you cower then you lack bravery and you end up imploding when life requires you to step up and do the difficult things we all know as adults is very much a part of life does that translate to, um, I, I, I'm
0: a big proponent of kids being kids and making all kinds of mistakes because that's what kids are supposed to do. They're supposed to push boundaries. They're supposed to get into good trouble. They're supposed to, you know, take some risks, these sorts of things when they're young and, the and you know, the implications won't be lifelong in most instances. I don't see kids doing that anymore, be it even just going out and sneaking a beer from dad and stuff like that. It doesn't happen anymore.
1: It's interesting that you say that because this gen z if we might call them that the tweens teens and young adults who might be in university now they're slow to get a job they're slow to drive a car they're slow to have sex they're slow to drink alcohol, they're slow to engage in dating compared to previous generations. And there's some pros and cons in that. For instance, this generation has a much lower teen pregnancy rate. At the same time, they're often at home, anxious, fearful, lost in a phone or some other type of screen, and not participating in what previous generations would have said was the essence of adolescence and having a bit of fun. So how do I mean? If you're a parent, and you can see this. Wh- what do you do? I mean, you can't kick the kid
0: out into the playground when they're little and say go. I mean, I, I guess we kind of did when I was a kid. We left the house at eight in the morning in summer holidays and didn't get back till the lights came on. You know what I mean? And it was a different time. Is it that simple? Just saying that's it. Put
1: the phone down. Go out and enjoy the world. Well, there may be some truth to what you said. In a different time, we were able to send kids out on the street to play, and they largely returned home at dusk unscathed. In this generation, though, if you stuck your six-year-old out to play, you'd likely have police and child protection knocking on your door (laughs) within a few hours. So we need to shift some cultural attitudes again to realize that keeping kids at home, confined to a screen, is more harmful to them, and we're setting the stage for the development of depression and anxiety and that free unstructured play and the like is really good for children.
0: And I think that's the key takeaway, right? Is the, and and you put it in the piece so well, uh, you know, just because you feel unsafe doesn't necessarily mean that you are unsafe and sometimes it's okay to sort of be there and overcome that and sort of expand the where you feel comfortable.
1: Well, it's a very relevant point this is an anxious generation of teens, tweens, and young adults. They often feel unsafe. They often feel anxious. However, that doesn't mean they're in any sort of objective danger. They're feeling unsafe, but it doesn't mean that they are (laughs) are. So at some point, you've got to go to the places you've been avoiding, do the things you've been avoiding, and realize that they're not fatal. So I think a key take-home point for parents, and I'm the parent of three, is to push these kids out in the world so they can learn to encounter and overcome discomfort and be brave and push and face their anxiety.
0: It is such a good message. Uh, Doctor, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time.